Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, another controversial name has been fired by AEW. We've got the real reason WWE hasn't truly pushed LA Knight yet. WWE's uh, takeover is concluding soon. And decorated tag team signs WWE Legends contract. We'll tell you who that is. Mm, I'm Andy. I'm Michael. And this is the news. Let's kick this thing off by talking about another controversial person who has been fired by AEW. Who do you think it is? I'll give you three guesses. Uh, CM Punk. He's gone already, man. CM Punk. He's, yep. Or CM Punk. It's Phil Brooks. There you yeah. go. That's it, that's the news. No, it's Ace Steel, he's oh, gone. Oh yeah, that, he's yeah. gone. Uh, what a saga this has been. He's been fired by AEW for the second time in 12 months. He was let go yesterday. PW Insider reported this. Uh, yesterday, let go from his position as a coach and producer, which he'd been doing remotely. Of course, AEW brought him back, at, seemingly at the whim of CM Punk, mm. or the will of CM Punk, um, ahead of Punk's comeback for the Collision debut in June. Steele had been told that you have to work remotely, you're not coming to the tapings. That caused a bit of friction there with Punk, as we've already covered before. Uh, but now Steele has been let go from AEW once again. Of course, he was with AEW before. Uh, I think he joined in like early 2022. You saw him on TV in the build to the John Moxley match and all of that, where he cut that, that fired up promo yeah. and took that really strange uh, backstage photo where it looked like some Mutant was trying to escape oh, from his the face. Oh, punk and the dog collar, yeah, yeah. 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 He looked demented. <laughs> and, and look, why did he get fired the first time around? He was involved in the brawl. Yeah. He was in CM Punk's locker room, and of course, accounts on this situation vary and vary and vary. However, he allegedly threw a chair at Matt Jackson and uh, allegedly bit Kenny Omega on the arm. Obviously, we weren't in the room, so we can't say for sure that he did that. But Kenny Omega was appearing in Japan with bite marks on his arm a few days later. So, you know, uh, he was understandably let go following the internal investigation into that matter. Earlier this year, he was brought back uh, to AEW doing that remote role. Top stars in pro wrestling get what they want. This was yet another example of that. But now Ace Steel is gone. This felt inevitable from the moment Punk was let go last week. Um, Ace Steel gone. Yeah, fired. Yeah, like as much as you want to sink your teeth into this, there's not a lot left to chew on, is there? <laughs> like, I know that he was like designed to bring a bit more bite to the booking, but... It's, it's like, three of them! Ultimately, like, after that situation where that poor canine was injured... You had four! Like, you know, I just thought, I just find the situation to be untenable. Like, it was yeah. just, you know, there's no more gums to this. I, I think, like, 
it was, he had to go. Um, not that you call for people's jobs, none of that sort of stuff, we never do that. However, obviously he was the known punk ally. So much about his return, seeing tied, even just speculatively, yeah. to the punk return. And At least I, you might say. You might. Yeah. And uh, if the, uh, you know, like some people said he was armless, but ultimately, like, if the two sides, when it came to punk, couldn't come to an agreement, like, Steel maybe stood no chance either, did it? Yeah, this is it. I mean, shame. Both things are shame. If you're treating Kenny Omega's arm like beef jerky, um, allegedly, that's that's a very strange route to go down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to bring him back, that is. Yeah, I mean, to me, this whole thing was a, uh, highlights a flaw in AW's conflict resolution system, yes. right? I mean, this whole this whole conflict wasn't resolved in the first place. It was, hey, we'll put you over here, we'll put you guys on Wednesday and Saturday, and we'll hope that something doesn't happen. That's what it was. There was no uh, real proper resolution here mm -hmm. they put these people in situations where like another blow up was going to happen and it did there was no like way of like addressing the behaviors that led to this thing and yeah. trying to to eliminate those and, and and coach them out of people or at least make them aware of what would happen if you know a thing like this occurred once more uh, obviously steel is a bit different they put him put him working from home but why would you why would you do that the obvious answer is you're catering to cm punk mm -hmm. but at the same time this is a guy who allegedly bit one of the people one of the aggrieved parties Man, look, there's been bad on all sides of this whole thing, for sure. There have been mistakes made by every party, but I think at this stage it's, it's frankly very, very silly to pretend that uh, A Steel's actions in this uh, meant he should have been brought back to yeah. the company. So, look, you know, we don't sit here and go, yes, fire people, fire people, fire people, but it's very clear that him being there was bad for the situation. And again, a flaw in the conflict conflict resolution yeah. in this company and you would hope that as a result of all of this lessons have been learned now and that we'll resolve conflicts in different ways everybody Hopefully. can move on not yeah. just the punker himself everybody can maybe try and move on and move forward and hug each other yeah why not yeah. shouts to Larry by the way hope he's doing well I hope he's okay and Larry's like I mean look at him he's still got a dog in him you know who else has LA Knight <laughs> right his, uh, his push uh, kind of remains a subject of much conversation at the moment within WWE and outside of it from the fans as to exactly what that level is going to be and it turns out that some of that could be because of contract talks mm -hmm. um, PW Insiders Mike Johnson came through first to say that the two sides had been locked in contract talks and negotiations uh, they reported that a deal was either nearing completion or complete at this stage uh, with Knight's deal apparently to be worth uh, well for five years at least and you assume worth some decent money for that as well Fightful Select added to that that WWE had actually tried to lock him down during SummerSlam weekend and SummerSlam season um, wanted to tie him down even though the contract was quote nowhere near the expiry date um, Fightful also added that it was a late 2024 early 2025 date of the original contract so indeed it does tie in at like five years they're trying to lock him in as long as possible um, they also added that quote some of the initial offers were countered um, and that WWE wanted to finalise Knight's contract before following through with the push uh, despite all of this time he had that's more unusual on typical terms because we often hear about negotiations taking place within the last, what, 12 months of a yeah. wrestler contract? So, like, the two sides trying to do it now certainly lends credence to the idea that it might be something to do with the push. How long have we got you for before we strap the yeah. rocket? You can kind of, you can sort of rationalise things a little bit there, can't you? Yeah, it does make sense, that, that snippet about them not really wanting to push him properly. That, like, it makes sense with regards to like what we've seen on TV, right? Mm. You think about why didn't he win Money in the Bank? Why didn't he win this match, this match? Why wasn't he on Mania, blah, blah. Like there's loads of examples where people have gone, oh, it would have been nice if LA Knight won that or, or, yeah. or, or did this. Um, 
If WWE didn't want to do that until they tied him down, there you go, there's your reason. Is it right? Is it wrong? Particularly if his deal doesn't expire for over a year. Mm -hmm. uh, hey, you're, you can decide that. Um, but it does start to mean things make a bit more sense in your head and you would hope once he signs it, he would get that push that his popularity warrants. For me, personally, I can understand why a company would want to have someone locked down for X years before going into a major plan. But at the same time, the guy's too over to be denied. Uh, far, far too over to be denied. Uh, ridiculous reactions for this geezer. Uh, geezer. He's like three years older than me or something. Uh, and look at him as well. He's a piece. Um, yeah, insane reactions. Catchphrases, crazy. It's all popping off. It's coming together beautifully. Uh, for me, I would have just pushed him right away, uh, personally. Uh, because, look, with all due respect to Ellie Knight, I'm, I'm obviously a big fan of him, right? You can tell from the way I talk about him. But I think WWE is the perfect place for him. Mm. That's not to say that other wrestling companies would not pursue him, because why wouldn't you? He's so entertaining. But WWE is the perfect environment for his particular skill set to flurry. He is a good wrestler, but a phenomenal character and talker. And this is a great environment for that. Uh, not that other companies don't have great talkers. That's not what I'm saying at all. Do not get it twisted. In fact, I think AEW actually has the best talkers in the business. But when your wrestling skills are maybe a six, and that's my honest appraisal of, of Mr. Knight, but your talking skills are a 10, this mm. is the best place to overcome that. I love stories like this. Yeah. Um, this is why we were glad to see the Monopoly smashed in 2019. Wrestlers are independent contractors. It is not a secure industry. It's not a safe industry, literally, in terms of how you put your body on the line. Certainly not a financially safe one. This guy, as you say, is like, what, 40, yeah. maybe? And for him to be 40 years old when he's got people on television scripted to say, you're too old, you're a flash in the pan, you're no good. Having the confidence to sit at that table and be like, no, 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 I'll wait for my five-year deal, thanks yeah. very much. Get the money, get the years on the on the contract, like get as much as you can out of this incredibly rich company. Mm -hmm. Same for anybody in AEW as well. Use the existence of two major oh, yeah. companies to like drive that deal up. Show that you've got confidence in yourself and that you gamble on yourself. Like I understand, you're right, I understand why WWE, it's a long time that you'd still get a couple of years out of him, but you can understand why they wouldn't want to push anybody they didn't feel sure. was there forever. But if you're the wrestlers, this is great. This is These are stories I want to hear now, there's two companies. He back. should be in that company getting paid for the rest of his career. Totally. Uh, on screen and off, whatever mm. he wants to do. Let's roll over to WWE and that takeover. I'll keep this one real quick because I know you guys aren't so much into the business stories, but this could have implications. Uh, Endeavor, obviously, the takeover of WWE was announced in April. It is due to close next week, Tuesday the 12th of September. That will represent a merger of the WWE and the UFC uh, under TKO Group Holdings. Technical knockout. There you go. That's what that stands for. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, they released a press release yesterday confirming this. They hope to close next Tuesday. You would imagine that that will happen uh, and, and we'll, we'll see what happens when it does. That will... Uh, Vince is staying on as executive chairman. Uh, obviously, he returned to that position in January. Um, Triple H no longer part of the board, which is quite interesting, I think, to monitor as part of the new agreement. He's not on the board anymore. He's still the chief content officer. But, of course, there are talks of cuts, cost synergies. I think the, these the corporate eggheads, says the bald guy, uh, <laughs> call it. Um, and Nick Khan talking about making millions of dollars of cuts and stuff. Obviously, we hope cool. that people don't lose their jobs. Um, but... This happens with corporate takeovers, so it's something to watch out for. Yeah. Uh, I, this feels like delayed, delayed inevitability, this, yeah. all this sort of stuff, doesn't it? Maybe um, WWE and UFC finally being formally anointed as one organisation. 
they'll compromise and bring the punker back as long as he has one more fight in the octagon first. Entertainment for the board before we get entertainment for all of us. Yeah. Like Triple H, like you've got to go in the kit octagon first. Punk's that like, would totally destroy us all. Right? <laughs> like wrestling, you put that man back in the UFC. It's like WWE's version of a Nokia. So yeah. Just like kill them all first and send them out of work. And you go. Yeah, you can you can fight. Uh, who's a UFC fighter these days? Uh, Stipe Miocic. I know all the UFC fighters. There's a uh, Chuck Liddell, <laughs> Tank Abbott. Yeah. Uh, Ross, Ross Geller Art Jimmerman Ronda Rousey yeah, yeah that's, that's all we've got them all Bob Sapp we've done them all uh, George St. Peter's I think we've covered it haven't we you're doing my bit shout out to the MMA fans <laughs> you're doing like, my gimmick thanks for tuning in if you like your Wrestling Observer with like, tinge with MMA now it's on What Culture Wrestling too. yeah we're covering it we're going in I used to love MMA we know all the guys I, lo- I love the, uh, the seven sides of steel that they're fighting should we, uh, should we do some more wrestling? The ultimate x man <laughs> uh, Yeah, let's go. Speaking of real hard shoot fighters, uh, the Dudley boys <laughs> over at Devon have uh, signed WWE Legends contracts. Uh, as much was confirmed in a very glowing piece by uh, Sports Illustrated's Justin Brasser. You can read the whole quote on the uh, on the whatculture.com forward slash WWE news article about this very story. But yes, uh, he did confirm that the two of them have signed <laughs> Legends contract. This comes about as Bubba Ray and Devon, as Bully Ray and uh, Brother Devon are about to work as Team 3D one more time in Impact, formerly TNA, where there were multi-time tag team champions there, for Impact 1000, the thousandth episode of Impact. That'll air sometime in September, September 14th. Yeah. It's due to tape next week. Um, the two of them haven't been together on screen since their 2018 Hall of Fame induction. That itself followed that like quite nice and quite sweet 2015 to 2016 nostalgia run in WWE. Look, it's the Dudleys, man. Like, this sort of feels in it. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Well, doesn't it? Like the two of them as like WWE Legends figures, you've yeah. still got Bubba Ray in the 
well, kind of in our sphere, I guess. Like, works with Busted Open, provides comments, loves heat. Uh, Devon, up until last year, was an agent with WWE. Mm. So, yeah, they're kind of still in the mix, and they're just the latest to get these nice, cushy legends yeah. deal to earn money for the legacy stuff. How, they're going to put someone through a table in a couple of months, aren't yeah. they? Like, that, that's what this will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll show up every now and then and kick someone's ass when they, when they need to. Um, probably on one of those legend shows yeah. or whatever. It's really interesting to me that they're wrestling this week. Devon was done, wasn't he? Yeah, done so. He had major surgery either mm-hmm. last year or the year before, and uh, he was he documented it quite publicly. I remember. So hey, that's cool. That's yeah. really cool that he's been through this extreme procedure and he's able to do a little match. Like I've no idea what like what that will entail. It might just be hitting a 3D, kicking yeah. someone's ass, hitting a 3D. Uh, but hey, this is fun. Like they're they're for me, they represent like a nostalgia era where my my uh, kind of balance between childhood joy and knowing what was really going on mm. in wrestling was like at a perfect equilibrium so it's like a really fond memory of me the turn of the century that era of tag wrestling the tables matches the tlc matches and all of that stuff so i love it when these people show back up and come back around by them i mean like the dudleys the hardys edge yeah. and christian i love it when they're on screen together it just my my inner child comes to life and uh yeah, good. I, I will 100% be watching Impact 1000. I think it airs next week. It's taped this weekend. It'll be fun. You know, the, my little take on the Dudleys is that with them two, the work became a shoot. They spoke for years, especially Bubba Ray. You know, he kind of like get like enjoys being that kind of like loudmouth figure, but he always like, about this business, we're the best goddamn tag team of all time. And then they kind of work towards becoming one of them. Like they're yeah. absolutely in the conversation. All yeah. those belts don't happen without tons of promoters <clears throat> having faith in them. Like that TNA run, kind of underrated about the things they did. They like sent themselves up as like the kind of, they would stand on the scales to try and qualify to work X division matches. The fish market street fight oh where like God. Shark Boy put a burger <laughs> on the end of a fishing rod to catch Bubba Ray. Bully Ray had a legit, like decent singles run as an Impact World Champion. I think the longer they went on and plugged away at it, the more, like I say, the work became a shoot and they did become like that road warrior level all time team that they taught themselves up to be for so many years. Good for them. Yeah, shout out to the Dudley boys, mm. all time favorites. Uh, let's move over to today's questions from the YouTube community. I got it right today, guys. Uh, hello, Andy, and insert name here. Hiya. There you go, brother. That's just what the comment section, that's the nicest thing the comment section <laughs> called me. To be fair, I didn't I didn't put a co-host name in the video, in the thread here, because it changes. And I've got a cold and you were the only one psychotic enough to sit there. Uh, you just had one, it's fine. Don't worry about him, he's fine. Okay. Uh, uh, We sit across from each other. It was a colds are ubiquitous. They happen, man. Get cold, brother. Just get yeah, get cold and stay old. Uh, (laughs) This one is from Tom Hooley, uh, by the way, who called you insert name here. Uh, Thanks, Tom. Shout out to Tom. What is your wrestling pet peeve? Mine is when a wrestler is watching the ref before kicking out. Good. Yes, when you can see the eyes. Mine, uh, and it started with Hulk Hogan. It makes my S itch is when wrestlers sing their own theme tunes walking out the ring. Oh. I don't care, right? Even if, like, Edge, look at Edge. Like, imagine having Metalingus as your song. Like, we sing that every day as, like, a morning anthem. Yeah. Like, the whole team stands up and sings it, right? When we start work, it gets us fired up for the day. Edge doesn't sing that. He doesn't go, honest day, as he's walking out the ring. <laughs> yeah. it, like, Saray does it at the moment. Yeah. The Elite were doing it when they that stupid bloody Kansas song. Scarlet. When, yeah, when well, I like I, I almost give that a pass because it's part of the entrance. Because you're a mark. I, 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 who doesn't love Parry and Pross? <laughs> but like Hogan, when he was like literally chopping down the mountain with yeah. the edge of his hand, I was like, shut up, mate, just play your belt and get yeah, to the ring. Exactly. I, I, it really makes my like my sort of skin stand up and all the rest of it. Ooh. I'm, I'm 100% with you. My one used to be the, the watching TV from this angle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It used to be that. But actually, you know what? Like, 
I've actually grown to kind of love that. I've, I've grown to appreciate that as just a little absurdism that we let into our life. Like, look, Irish whips exist, yeah. right? Wrestling is inherently ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I've kind of grown to love the TV angle. I'm not going to... And it's fun for a meme, especially when, like, you see the young bucks taking the piss. They were great. I think they should yeah. have gone further. I yeah. wanted them, like, hanging upside the building, like Spider-Man watching it. And, like, like, how stupid can they going get? Going into like, a cinema like this. Yeah, like, like <laughs> having, like, one of them telescopes that goes around a corner and, like, watching it through there, like, through the telly. Like, I want, that's the wall, brother. Just yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. Now, it's it's one that's never really gone away. It's the jumping nothing, I think. You know, yes. when, when someone jumps off the top rope into a move and they're not attempting anything. Don't even just, put the hands up for an axe handle. Just yeah, like, they're just like, hey! Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, it's one of those things that does like really take me out of it. Um, I'm sure there are situations where it's difficult to do anything other than that. Right, I'm not a wrestler. I don't understand the craft as well as people who actually do the job. Um, but if you're in a spot and you can't think of a way to do it than just jumping off and getting super yeah. kicked or whatever, maybe do something else. <laughs> maybe do something else. Let's move on. Second question. Uh, who's this one from? It is from William Lubbold, uh, who wants to know, will the story of MJF uh, be that he's playing a long con to destroy Adam Cole, or will the story be that Max is legitimately trying to be a good guy, but lacks the character to actually be a hero? Maybe he wants to be good, it's just too hard, like he wants the adoration of the fans, but hasn't earned it. This was actually an office conversation mm -hmm. yesterday. I think it's the latter, and I think that's actually much more compelling. I think the idea of MJF earnestly trying to tap in because like you want to the feel to what he feels inside when he goes to Long Island and yeah. he's treated like a hero. The idea of him earnestly trying to tap into that at this stage is far more compelling to me than some it was my plan all along yeah. contrived scheme. My opinion, we are now at the stage where we cannot do that. It is untenable to do that. Uh, to go, ah, I screwed you in the end. You could have done it months ago if that was the plan. Why would you waste your time buddying up to him for so long? For me, the second version of this is perfect. The it was my plan all along was perfect earlier, but we've been through Wembley. We've been through the tag title win. Doesn't make sense anymore for me. It's both. Mm. I honestly believe it's both. Uh, it is MJF trying to be the good guy. And what we're seeing of him, uh, it's when I see him slap fives, it's like there is something in his eyes that goes, I don't want to touch these people. <coughs> but I realize if I do touch them, maybe it'll bring the goodness out of me. Mm. Maybe I should just, I did hate him at first, maybe I should just go with this. What we are watching is AW and MJF crafting the perfect way for him to have a six month false start babyface yeah. turn. Scumbag babyface. Before he turns anyway and says, I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. I, tried, I tried so hard. Like, what I've just said about people singing their entrance themes is MJF's entire life right now. Like, every day he goes, like, his head hits the pillow, he's like, oh, God, I did that again. Like, I, I, what am I? What am I anymore? Yeah. He so, has like, to turn in the end. Yeah, one day he will be just the full-on baby face and he'll be even more cocky than he is and it'll be Steve Austin who never said, I love you guys, he just kind of organically turned. Yeah. This is their way of getting that with MJF, having the cake and eating it too, and then him still being a heel when all is said and done. Adam Cole, being the nicest guy in wrestling, <laughs> is a perfect guy for it. And I absolutely love that this week especially, when Roddy Strong tells you about how he had to like guard his house with a BB gun because his drug and alcohol addicted parents were out the house. Yeah. He's being positioned as a villain because that's how good the devil is. Yeah. MJF has made us go, shut up Roddy. Even Tony Schiavone, I'm sick of Roddy Strong. It's gonna turn out that like, we all should have been like Body a bit more right sympathetic to his neck To the health. man in the neck To his race. neck health. Yeah, it's yeah. like... His it, commitment to the bit, by the way, is absurd. It's great He's stuff. taking selfies with the thing on. Yeah. Like, he's it is the it. power of the devil to yeah. kind of fool everybody. Everybody. Yeah. 
wearing the mask, all that stuff. Daniel Lopez, final question of the day. Uh, shout out to Daniel. Uh, what up, my dudes? In your opinion, uh, which wrestler do you think sells the best? Also, who do you think is underrated? Brock is the best, and Rhea Ripley is underrated. It's really interesting, Brock, because he's my choice for underrated. He's phenomenal at selling, mm. um, but you don't see it as often as some other wrestlers because he's a big dominant killer guy. So he's actually my most underrated one because I feel like not enough people uh, point that out. He's great. He's phenomenal. Brock Lesnar's a fantastic seller because I think we've seen over the years, for better and worse, um, there's a lot of reality attached to this. You can kind of tell who Brock wants to do business with. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pass... like cast aspersions on why that might be but you only need to look at his work with the likes of Braun Strowman with Dean Ambrose as nights when he just didn't fancy it yeah. and when that happens matches fall apart contrast with the Finn Balor match when he's selling the, the abdomen yeah it's like Cody wow. in yeah. this in like the SummerSlam match especially yeah. like there are loads of examples of Brock on the cell when he's actually trying to get somebody over um, I cannot look <coughs> past he's the answer to every question in wrestling because he was the best at every aspect of it uh, Brett the Hitman Hart being interesting maybe Brett the Hitman Hart was a <laughs> like because he understood the mechanics of a wrestling match and how if he was working your body part he wanted you to feel a certain way he would then like do that if you were working his the Bret Hart selling the knee is the most heartbreaking thing to watch in the world because you think that man's never going to walk again and you feel like you can see the muscle stems tearing yeah. away under his tights just in every single aspect of the physical dynamics of a pro wrestling match he made it feel real right down to the cellar. Sean better. But oh, wow. I'm just taking the piss. I I love, I love, nobody has that fight anymore, do they? Yeah. Let's bring that fight back. Like, I can't, I can't the be The elite punk culture wars replaced the Sean Brett. Well, let's bring that back. I, I like the little pop, but I can't be asked committing to it because yeah. I don't believe it. Um, for me, uh, the my I guess best, again, is tough, but mm. uh, three favourite sellers in wrestling history. Ricky Morton, Terry Funk, Tomohiro Ishii. Ricky Morton basically invented the face and power role. If he didn't invent it, he perfected it, getting his ass beat in Mm. those tag team matches before Robert would come in with a hot tag and stuff. Unbelievable. Uh, Terry, jelly like selling, all that stuff. Uh, King of pro wrestling. Uh, And similar to to Brett in a lot of ways, where another guy who made it feel real Mm. and rugged and raw. Uh, and, And Big Tom, like, oh my God, like... It's a completely different type of selling to the people we've discussed so far. He is a lump of rock that you have to chip away at, and he's going to no-sell. But that's part of it. That's part of the whole thing. It's like he's you hit him in the face with a forearm five times, and he stands there and like growls at you. It's not that he's not registering the pain. It's mm-hmm. not that these things don't hurt. It's that he is so tough. He wants doesn't want to show you that it yeah. hurts. So he endures it. And the payoff to that is that five minutes later, when you hit him again, he goes down like a sack of crap. The post sell sell. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, and the whole thing builds up. Like, he is one of the best guys at just collapsing. He's one of the absolute best at, like, what, what you talk about with Brett with a knee, it's Tom in the arm and the mm. shoulder. Like, he clutches that thing and works it like you think it's going to fall off of his body. Um, he is, for me, the greatest seller the sport has ever seen and my favourite wrestler for that reason. That's one of the many reasons. Two more. One of them because he gets a lot of grief for never doing this along with his partner. The saga of Matt Jackson's back in New mm. Japan was always a joy. Every wrestler using it as one giant target. Yeah. Like and even when they were doing the elite melodrama when I think Kenny pushed him over and he landed on his back and it's like, come on man, you know about his back. That was like four years of it. Yeah, like and you know the get the best thing about that, the best thing about that year when the Young Bucks decided we're gonna do a whole year that's just about mm. selling, is that they had a match with Evil and Sonata yes. in Japan that year, right? And they did a spot where they, they subverted it. It was uh, uh Nick's foot, wasn't it? Nick's foot. Uh, he went to do a springboard move and he fell off the ropes. Like, a, an incredible sell. And people are so anti-Young Bucks in yeah. their agenda. They thought it was a botch. <laughs> Amazing. 
Shout outs. And also finally, because I think we talk about selling limbs and things on the outside. Um, what about on the user side? I want to shout out everybody that's ever worked in the Performance Center on XT for being able to sell inner conflict. <laughs> yeah. Staring at your hands, the original form of pro wrestling selling. Bobby Fish invented that in 1920. <laughs> we first saw staring at your hands in the old Fish Londos classics. Oh my God. Selling out Greek arenas. That's selling, Eight brother. million thousand people. Check this out, bye. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to <laughs> pretend that I don't right Hold now. it in. Hold and our current faves. And Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.